You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Friday, May 14th, and we've got Jenna Harner back on the show. Of course, you know she's from Channel 11 WPXI in Pittsburgh. And we're going to get her initial reaction to the Steelers schedule release. I talked about it yesterday. I want to get her thoughts. But then we're also going to talk about what are the best home games to attend for Steelers fans this season. That's always a question I get asked. We're going to go off off the, off, off the schedule. There's nine home games to attend. We're going to rank the, the ones that we think are the best. And then finally, Juju Smith-Schuster took to Adam Schefter's podcast and brought up some really interesting tidbits about career things with the NFL players. And I wanted to talk about that because I think it's very relevant to the discussion around Juju Smith-Schuster. As always, you can subscribe to the Lockdown Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. And if you rate us five stars with a positive comment, you get a shout out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So yesterday, of course, I was running solo, but on Friday, y'all know I don't want to ride solo. I, you know, I want to be riding with my homie, Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, first of all, thanks as always for joining us on Fridays. We did a whole hour-long show on the NFL schedule release. So, I mean, like, if someone watched that, they're going to get just more dosage of that. But who wouldn't want more doses of that? Because we're awesome. That's right. Who wouldn't want more? We're talking schedule. I love it. There's so much to talk about. (laughs) So one thing that we talked about was the rough end of the season that the Steelers face, or at least the competitive end. In the show yesterday, I I was talking about how this could be something that pumps the Steelers up because... If they if they get through that gauntlet and they do well, it could be the confidence boost yep. for again the fourth youngest roster in the NFL to say we know what it takes to beat these guys. Let's go and do that again in the playoffs. And if they're feeling themselves going in the playoffs, maybe they play a little bit better. But you know, there's also again playing the big name quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, there's the there was the you know there was a meme thrown out there I think by Bleacher Report by like oh they're gonna place Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson and Steelers fans are like why is Lamar Jackson on the list? But you still you gotta face Lamar Jackson twice in the last six weeks of your season. They've beaten him every time they faced him, but still that, that's no you know that's no easy task. Um, Jenna, when you, we, we were talking about that end of the stretch of the season. A lot of people think the Steelers had it real easy last year. I still disagree about about that notion, but it's like if they get through this year, Jenna, they're, you know, like what's going to be said then? Because I, I can see it now. Like the, the Steelers have a really good record, and then all of a sudden everyone's throw, everyone's like, ah, well, we're still not going to give them their due. Yep. That's going to be the thing. It's like you want to – and also for teams too, you want to play the best teams headed into the playoffs. I mean, you want to play the best teams regardless because if you beat the best teams, then in theory, what's that, the transitive property? If you beat <laughs> the best teams, then you are the best team, right? So, I mean, they know that they have to win these games regardless, and we hear them talk all the time, you know. These are te- – you know, we're playing teams. We're, you know, every week it's an NFL opponent. These guys are the best at what they do. So, yes, their schedule in terms of – wins and losses quote unquote last year was the easiest and this year it is the quote unquote hardest but again they want to be playing these teams you know I bet if you asked the majority of this locker room 
who do you want to face? They want to face the best competition because they want to be challenged as much as they can. And they want to be able to shake off the narrative that was given last year that, oh, this team is 11 and 0, but they have the easiest schedule. So they're really, you know, not, it's the most quote unquote overrated 11 and 0 team to me again, like you said, that notion was just kind of like, eh, but again, you're ending the season with Baltimore, Minnesota, Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Those are six really, really tough opponents. And to be able to knock a couple of those guys off to, you know, potentially go into Kansas City and beat Patrick Mahomes there, you know, to beat uh, Baker Mayfield and the Browns who knocked you out of the playoffs as the last um, home game of the regular season. You know, these are games that these guys want to play. I mean, this is their livelihood. I think, you know, obviously we know that, but they want this. You get on a roll in December, you get on a roll against some of these really good teams. And all of a sudden, potentially, if we are talking playoffs, this team is putting themselves in a very good position. And another thing that we talked about was with facing these top level quarterbacks, again, big names, big arms, you know, passing attacks that you'll have that they're proven. We're not talking about like, oh, Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence, you know, where they're still figuring things out. These are guys who are established guys with systems that are built around them that they've had success in. If they, if this secondary can is is able to show early on they're going to get tested week one with Josh Allen and the number two offense from last year in the Buffalo Bills but you know we've all we've talked about Steven Nelson being gone that may be being a problem Mike Hilton being gone maybe that being a problem If, if this secondary can come out and show that hey they really haven't fallen back any steps from last year that Cameron Sutton is ready and that they are able to find a slot corner and they and they are still communicating at a high level I think that goes a long way to show that the real core of this secondary is built around, you know, well, Joe Hayden is uh, still a bigger piece than I think some of them, but it's still built around the youth they have in Sutton and Minka and in, uh, in, in Terrell Edmonds, because that those guys are, are in my eyes are going to be the guys that this secondary continues to build around for the future. And if they're proving in this season that they can take on these arms, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, and all these other guys, I think to me that speaks to, again, the longevity that this franchise is building around this young core they have. Oh, absolutely. And we know that there's going to be some of those games where the defense just isn't clicking or a quarterback is exploiting one of the one or two of the guys and they're finding ways to, you know, or maybe the run defense is is faring really well against the Steelers in that point. There's going to be those types of games. But again, you're playing the some of the top quarterbacks in the league in Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, you're playing these guys and it's going to, I think, like we said last night too, week one, it's going to tell a lot about where this team is starting off. Agreed. Agreed. I, I just, I can see, I can see where, you know, them getting tested early and I can also see, you know, either it's funny if they get blown up by the bills, it's going to be, see, we told you the Steelers suck. Yep. If the Steelers beat the bills, it's going to be like, well, maybe the bills aren't that good this year. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to be told to, to put that on pause. Yep. I, I, I think that could be a very funny way to start the season, but I think the Steelers have kind of made it clear. They don't care what they, what, what these other people are saying about how good they are. They, they got, they got to believe in themselves and come to fight. That's what we saw with the tweets from Cam Hayward and Joe Hayden. They're like, we don't care about schedules and what everyone else is saying. We just got to come to work. Yeah. 
and they're ready. I mean, they're like we said last night, I just, I think I keep looking back to the way that that Cleveland playoff game ended and mm-hmm. the way, or even, I mean, the way it started for, you know, all, uh, all intents and purposes here, but they are frustrated with that game that left a really, really, really sour taste in their mouths. And they're, you know, I bet for them seeing Buffalo week one, it's like, all right, we have a chance to prove ourselves. They would do that against any opponent, but against, again, the number two offense against a very high powered quarterback against a team with a pretty solid defense. That's been a really electric game the last two years between these two teams you know, for them, they probably couldn't even be happier. It's like, Hey, we get to prove ourselves week one. We get to go out there and potentially make a statement. Absolutely. And and statement games, you know, it sounds silly sometimes and you're like, Oh, it's superficial, but, but it can really be a tone setter. If you come out the gate strong and your team is believing yourself. And again, a young team like this, you know, when we talk about, you know, normally for the past several years, we've thought about the Steelers as older teammates, you know, with players like Joe Hayden, like Ben Roethlisberger, like Cam Hayward, you know, you know, for a while we were used to talking about James Harrison being on the roster and, you know, other guys of that ilk who, you know, they're in their late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties. And it's like, well, the, you know, Marquise Pouncey being one who just retired, you know, all those type of guys, but this is now a team that has a lot of young guys. So there's a bit of a change in the demeanor, I think, as far as how people could be looking or this team could be looking at, at, at everything week to week. Um, and that does have an impact on things. I want to get into with you after this. We're going to take a quick break. but I want to get into you about which home games could be the most interesting for fans to attend because fans often ask which one should i go to and that's what everyone's talking about trying to get travel plans because everyone's trying to get back to pittsburgh i want to get jenna's opinions on that right after this break but first a word from our sponsors at betonline.ag betonline.ag the only place that we trust here in the lockdown podcast network to place bets on even though football season's over there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, when we're looking at this Steelers schedule, one thing that I always get asked about by fans, um, and especially fans of this podcast, is which game should I travel to? Which di- which which game should I come back to Pittsburgh for? Because there's one thing to travel on the road to 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 to, to is, but a lot of fans they want to come to Pittsburgh. They want to see the yellow seats at Heinz Field. They want to be in the Renegade. They want to experience the the mecca that is the city of the Western PA and fo- the home of football. Uh, you know, I, I I get that, and that's why I wanted to, to look at the, at the the nine home games this year. Because again, there are nine home games uh, with this 17 game schedule now. Um, running through this real quick. They lead off the season 
Raiders, uh, uh, their first home game on uh, Sunday, one o'clocker, and then another Sunday, one o'clock game against the Bengals right after that in September. So you get back to back one o'clock games in, on, on, in September. That sounds lovely. That sounds like great weather times. Um, then you get two more back to back home games with a one o'clock kickoff against uh, against the Broncos and then a Sunday night game against the Seahawks on October 17. So two more back to back home games there in October. Then in November, you get two more back-to-back home games with Monday night football against the bears on November 8th. And then the lions, excuse me, a Sunday 1 PM kickoff on November 14th. Then, uh, then you get, to, you get a couple away games. They'll play the Ravens uh, a Sunday 425 kickoff in early December, mid December on the 19th, a 1 PM kickoff against the Titans and their final home game, a Monday night football game against the Browns. Now, Jenna, when I personally, when I, when I tell people to plan, I'm always considering what Chris Carter thinks about what, what what's a great home game to attend. And the first thing Chris Carter thinks about home games to attend, if I'm trying to be a fan, is I ain't trying to deal with no cold weather. So yeah. I know that I know people are like, well, well I just want to go to the Browns game. Monday night football is going to be a Browns. We home. There's going to be playoff. Listen, I've I listen. I, there there were there was one time my girlfriend got me tickets to a Steelers game. It was like it was a Christmas gift, and it was like late December. We brought jackets. We brought gloves. We brought boots. We brought an electric blanket. We got, we bought hot cocoa. We did everything. And by halftime, I just looked at her face and she was so frozen. I was like, we don't have to stay, baby. Like, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that you wanted to be here. So like that, and that was like eight years ago. Uh, but still, I was just like, man, like, that was how cool it is. And I just, I, I don't get it. Now, some people can do it because I saw there were people at that game that were wearing sh- uh, shorts and sandals with no socks. And it was like 12 degrees. And those people are crazy, Jenna. So that's my rule number one. But you look at these games, considering what you see, what are the, what are the games that you think Steelers fans should definitely work to travel back to Pittsburgh to see the most? I think the obvious one is the home opener, especially coming into this season. We've heard from Art Rooney II. We've heard from the team that we've heard from the county. We've heard from the city. They want that stadium filled. Yeah. And so many people want to be back, want to have the crazy Heinz Field opening, home opener tailgate, go to the game, pack that stadium, make it loud, that first renegade. They want all of that. So to me, and because you're playing the Raiders too I think that's exciting you know um I I don't know entirely how fantastic of a matchup it's going to be but there's a lot of interesting storylines with that game because what I feel like what they haven't seen the Raiders in a couple years at least yeah I think the last time was 2018 when uh uh Juju they did the hook and ladder to Juju and then he got he got them in the field goal range and then uh Chris Boswell missed a field goal that would have sent them to overtime so it's been it's been about three seasons um, but this is the first time we've had them in Heinz Field, I want to say, since maybe 2015 or 2016. Yeah, it's been a while since they've played them at home. So I think that one and just the, you know, the excitement of the home opener. It's September. It's a really yeah. nice, sunny day. The yeah. weather's crisp. So that one to me, absolutely. Then I immediately just jumped to Seahawks on Sunday night football. It's Sunday night football between Ben Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson. It's funny. I was literally on the phone with my mom this morning and she was saying that, um, her, my dad and my aunt and uncle who live in California wanted to come down to Pittsburgh. She's like sometime, you know, maybe October to see it, you know, do a Steelers and a Penguins weekend. And I said, uh, just letting you know, Ben versus Russell Sunday night football. So <laughs> I even recommended that to her, uh, today. So 
that's going to be one. I think a lot of people, I mean, Sunday night football in itself, it's always, you know, under the lights at Heinz field is such a special moment. Plus we know a ton of those storylines in that game. It's, you know, the, the quarterbacks, the high caliber quarterbacks between Ben and Russell. And then you have, you know, is the Seahawks defense. I mean, they're not what they once were, but they're still obviously right. a big menace and who, you know, is this going to be a super high scoring game? Those types of things. So I think that one, um, and I'm a little, I guess I'm a little more biased because I, you know, being in Buffalo for me, I feel like every, every game, once you get into November is a toss up, you know, Hey, it's going to be, it could be cold. It could be a nice day. It could be one of those mm-hmm. shocking days. I look at that Ravens, that 425 Ravens game, the first mm-hmm. time they're playing them all season. That's what week eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, week 13. 14. Week 13. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're, you know, past that halfway mark in the season at this point, we know who this Steelers team is, or at least we'll probably have some sort of a picture. The implications are probably going to be big. The storylines are going to be hyped after what happened last year. Who knows what the Ravens will be doing at that point. And if it's, you know, oh, the Steelers are, you know, in the midst of a slump and Baltimore's on a roll or, oh, you know, the Steelers have won a handful in a row and Baltimore, you know, is looking to knock them off the pedestal, all that, like, I think from last year, that COVID game where all the cancellations from mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, I think that game, so many people um, are like, yeah, this was a very, very, very weird week. And it was when they played Baltimore with like nobody and that game was still close. So I think this is going to be like, okay, this premier divisional matchup um, and it's a 425 game on a Sunday too. So it's kind of in a little more of a national spotlight than it would be. Yeah, I'm, I feel you on that. That's probably, that's probably the biggest home game with the Ravens, I know the Browns is it would be up there. I, I still yeah. see the Ravens and Steelers as just the the premier AFC North rivalry matchup that you got that you got to pay attention to. Um, you know, and hey, Monday Night Football against the Browns that's probably going to be a playoff like determining matchup. Like as, again, I see all three of these teams competing again at the end of the season. Maybe all three even making the playoffs again at the end of the season, and that being a pivotal game. So you know, if you want important games, Ravens. Browns at you know in in December and then January those are two games to absolutely go to Chris's personal rule is just go when it's hot um (laughs) and uh it it should be nice and warm in September 19th when they kick off against the Raiders and and, you know and and if I don't know I know some younger fans might not appreciate Steelers versus Raiders but like growing up like I never saw Steelers versus Raiders of the 70s but I knew of the legacy so kind of getting that feel even there's still something to that in my opinion just just the the clash of those of those logos and those rivalries so that's always big and then also there's the Bengals where you hope if the Steelers are playing well they'll be able to handle their business against the Bengals so if you want like a comfy win maybe that's it you never know with division games you never know with anything so it could it might not be but again at least you'll be nice and warm the worst is when you 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 went to see a loss. You froze your butt out in this in, in, in the snow, and then you're like, now I gotta ice off my car and then drive my all my way back to to wherever I came from and, yeah. and, and sit on that loss. And that's that's one of the frustrating things. But if it's nice and warm, you, you feel so much better. Afterwards. Oh yeah. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to Jenna about some things that Juju Smith-Schuster said on the Adam Schefter podcast. But first, we're going to get a word from our friends at Build Bar. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. 
Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, Juju Smith-Schuster went on Adam Schefter's podcast early this week. Um, they had some fun conversations. They, you know, they talked about, you know, things that Juju's going through. One thing that he brought up, that I thought was an interesting real life aspect to things. And he brought up, he's like, Hey, you know, Adam Schefter was like, you seem tired today. He's like, I am. And he's like, well, I'm getting up to work out, work out at five o'clock in the morning so that I can do these meetings. Uh, Cause uh, you know, and, and, you know, and get these things done. Cause I think now he has like Charmin is, is, is a, is a, is a, you know, endorsement that he deal that he has and he's still working on building his brand. And, and Adam Schefter was like, well, what do you, so you're working out before meetings? Like, what's that about? And he's like, well, he's, he, and he brought up, he's like, Adam's like, we don't get paid during the off season. Like, you know, it's, it, we get paid during the season and we make good money, but I, I've always been about trying to make money all throughout the year and to keep it going. And so that's why I do what I do to build these endorsement deals and to, and to, and to make it so that I have a cash flow all throughout the year. And I know that's something that some people get on Juju for. They're like, oh, he does too much TikTok. He does too much that. But that's a real point. And he's like, hey, I'm still working out. And there's the videos of him pumping iron, of him working out, working his footwork. You see it. You see him on Instagram, on TikTok. You see those things that he does. But then you also see him do his branding and everything. That to me shows this guy's it's it's not just random because i think that's where a lot of people go with the tiktok stuff is oh he's just doing this random stuff he's just a kid and just being stupid and silly and you know one day this is all going to crash to me this is more of the the orchestrated thoughts of a young athlete who knows this may not be here forever i may not be this this premier wide receiver with a big name forever but you know what i can do i can build in these these relationships and business and build my brand up so that I can, you know, keep making money for and, and helping my family. He's preparing himself for a life after football. I mean, for all he knows, tomorrow during a workout, God forbid, something could happen that could end his career. You never want to see that. You absolutely never want to wish that upon somebody. But this is something where he is, you know, setting himself up for his future whenever football may end, because he, as well as most of the other players in the NFL, no, they're not going to play forever. No, they're, you know, not going to play till they're, you know, a Tom Brady 40. Is he 42 now? Is it, I is think he, so. Yeah. Up in their forties. They know that that's not always a realistic thing. So for this new wave of young athletes, and we're seeing this kind of across sports, we're seeing it in the NFL. We're seeing it in the NBA. We're seeing it not entirely in the NHL because the NHL is, is its own different world in that sense, but we're seeing it in these big name leagues where these young athletes 
are being, you know, a big brand guys because of all the social media. Again, this is such new technology. TikTok is, I mean, TikTok has been around for, uh, I want to say at least a handful of years now. Yeah, but, let's, say, um, let's say a couple, three years, whatever. Yeah, it's really come into the forefront in the last probably three, four, five. I'm not even on TikTok and I know I'm young. So just to put that <laughs> in that perspective, but you know, this is how these athletes are setting themselves up. And so for Juju, this is him looking at the future. I think so many people are quick to jump and say, oh, he's so focused on that. I, I don't mean to kind of draw comparisons in this sense, but this is exactly or very similar to what Rob Gronkowski did for himself. And mm -hmm. everybody always looks at Gronk and they're like, oh, Gronk, Gronk, I believe all of the money that he spent was all on endorse or was all from his endorsement deals with Tide and with all those companies. He knows he can set himself up. And again, we saw him retire. Yes, he came back and won a Super Bowl, but we saw him say, Hey, I'm done playing football, at least for the time being. And he knew that he was going to be able to rest his laurels on all of his endorsement deals. This is to me, this is a no brainer, but I, I, I it's just, it, it feels so new that I think so many of the longtime football fans for them, it's a little bit of, Oh, what is this? Why are they doing this? They should be focused on football. It's like, yes, they absolutely should. And I'm sure if there was a bigger problem with, you know, if Mike Tomlin felt that Juju wasn't, uh, you know, right. uh, playing to his ability or, you know, getting everything done, there would be something said, but this is a smart thing for these athletes. It, it absolutely is. And that's where I see it as like, you know, people, you know, people think, oh, the Steelers of the seventies didn't do it. Actually they did. There was, um, there was a, there's a really great YouTube video that you have to dig to find. And in fact, I wrote, when I was used to, when I used to blog from behind the steel curtain.com, I wrote an article about it and it was like these guys who they kind of were 24 seven, uh, like video crews before they existed. And they took these camcorders and went into like the training facilities of the Steelers and the Cowboys before Super Bowl 10. And they got like this crazy access to do all these ridiculous interviews with Steelers, with Cowboys, and they got to get, you know, inside information. It's great stuff there. But one of the things that they talked to, they talked to the players' wives and their families. And they were like, you know, you know, they were asking them just things like, what's, uh, so like, what do you guys do when this is all over? And they said, well, so-and-so has to go get a job at, at a car dealership. You know, like back in the seventies, it was even worse for players and they needed to, they needed to work other jobs. And so this is not foreign to, to NFL players picking up things that they got to do in their spare time to be able to move forward. So like a lot of people, when they talk about, Oh, the Steelers in the seventies, they didn't do extra things to make money. They just focused on football at the time. No, they, 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 they did do extra things for money. It just wasn't, they didn't, there wasn't a, there wasn't social media. There wasn't the internet, you know, like there weren't these things where you could do a cameo and talk into a phone for two minutes and someone will pay you $200 for it. it. It's these new wave things. And I know people, it, I think, I, I think the one big thing is it's tough for people to grasp sometimes this era and just all the different ways that there are to make money there, you know, there's, there's Jenna, there's kids that make more money than us by doing gift reveals and Twitch video games, you know, mm -hmm. on it. And, and, and for some people that's hard to adapt to, but I think that's what Juju and, you know, other guys that are trying to follow his lead are trying to tap into is like, look, well, I'm not going to wait for anyone to tell me to go get something. I'm going to build this on my own so that I can control my own money and my own destiny moving forward. Yeah. And these guys too, they have brand ambassadors. They have people that are part of their quote unquote teams, whether it's hired by their agents, whether it's hired by, you know, most of them, it's kind of tied in with their agents, but this is someone that's like, all right, how are we going to build your brand? How do we get you out there? It's kind of along that PR team. This is such a new wave of things in that sense where, you know, they have all this access with social media. Now it's like, how can we tap into this? How can we utilize this? 
Absolutely. And, and again, he still he said he's working out every morning before he gets to those meetings, before he's planning anything. So it's he's still putting his life and his body uh, as an athlete before before all of that. So I think that's an, exp- an impressive thing. We, I'm sure there'll be a lot more to talk about that as, as the offseason rolls on. But Jenna, thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate you having here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Please let people they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. It is always a pleasure to be here and join you on a Friday. So happy Friday, everybody. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11 on Instagram at Jenna on, or yeah, Jenna underscore Harner. I think just if you search Jenna Harner, I'm sure you'll find it. Um, got it. And on WPXI, we got a ton of awesome stuff. Uh, very playoff hockey mode right now, especially with the first Penguins Islanders game on NBC Sunday at noon. So definitely tune in. We have a ton of really awesome coverage for that, but also, Hey, it's rookie mini camp this weekend. So uh, we'll have a ton of Steelers coverage for that as well. Absolutely. And something else I learned today, I have a TikTok and Jenna doesn't, what does that say about my life? Um, yeah. <laughs> but you can follow I, I me. Won't, no. won't jump on it yet. I'm sure I will at some uh, point. See, the problem is, is that I got it just to see like, you know, like, cause I follow NFL players and I was like, oh, I want to see what they do. But then I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, let me see. What, oh, wow, this is funny. Okay, this is funny. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna get stuck here. I gotta, I gotta put this down. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't check TikTok too often. Uh, but uh, as always, you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Carter Critiques. Um, you can read my work at dkpittsburghsports.com where I'm breaking down the Steelers, pit football, pit basketball, all the things there. I also appear on Channel 11 a lot. And remember to subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. Um, and if you rate us five stars with a positive comment, it really helps out the show and you get a shout out at the end of the show thanks so much for everyone for listening happy friday be back in years monday talking more on your pittsburgh steelers